0: This is KMTT Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. Today's Thursday, and we are sponsoring a series of shiurim by Harav Moshe Abaman on the positive mitzvot, the positive side of Shabbat. Harav Abaman. In our previous nine classes, we have spoken about the mitzvot asay of Shabbat. By definition, if we speak of Mitzvot asei of Shabbat, we are categorizing these Mitzvot as Mitzvot asei Shehazman Grama. In reference to time-bound Mitzvot, Mitzvot asei Shehazman Grama, we find that the Mishnah in Kiddushin, Davchavtet Amud Aleph, teaches us That a woman is exempt from these mitzvot, from the mitzvot ase that are time bound. Accordingly, we would assume that a woman might be limited in doing melacha on Shabbat because that is a mitzvot lotase, lotase kol melacha, but. All those mitzvot which we have discussed in the previous classes, the mitzvot asay, these are mitzvot asei shazman grama, and a woman would be exempt from fulfilling them. Yet, in practice we know that women partake in the mitzvot of Shabbat, the mitzvot asei Shabbat, alongside men. But that might still be considered something that women are doing of their own volition, of their own choice, in a similar way to the fact that many women um, will take the lavan etrog on uh, Sukkot or even sit in the sukan Sukkot. In other words, voluntarily taking upon themselves a mitzvah which they are not required to fulfill. But if we look in the Gemara in Brachot, Tavchaf HaMudbet, 20b, we find that the Gemara teaches us Amar Rav Adah Bar Ahava Nashim Chayavot B'Kiddush Hayom Dvar Torah. Comes Rav Adah Bar Ahava and states that women are required to Recite or at the very least hear Kiddush on Shabbat, and he at least uh, uses the term Dvar Torah. Yet the Gemara asks, Am I? Why would they be required? Mitzvat Assei Shazman Gramo. This is a Mitzvat say Shazman Grama, as we explained, the woman should be exempt from these mitzvot, mitzvot asesh, grama, women are exempt from all mitzvot as man grama. Comes a baye and says, Amara baye midirah says that in truth, not as we may have understood from Ravada Barahava, that Dvar Torah, that women are required as a Deoraita requirement to recite the Kiddush, As far as the Doraita level is concerned, this is truly a mitzvah t'asei shazman grama. But Chachamim, for their own considerations and their own reasons, the centrality of the declaration of Shabbat, setting the mood of Shabbat, etc., felt that it would be appropriate for women to recite the Kiddush as well. And therefore, midderabbanan, they required women to recite Kiddush comes Rava and argues with Abaye. and he says, le Rava, the Hadvar Torah Kamal. Rav Bar Ahava said that it's a Dvar Torah. You're saying it's the Rabbanon. You're arguing with Ravada Ada Bar Ahava. But the Gemara is, we're trying to understand the position of Ravada Ada Bar Ahava who holds that it's a Dvar Torah. The Od furthermore asks Rava according to your principle, then we might come and say that a woman would be required in all mitzvot asay shehazman grama, all time-bound mitzvot, on a rabbinic level. Why would we distinguish between kiddush and other mitzvot? Furthermore, since we don't have any source that explains or distinguishes this mitzvah from other mitzvot in the sense of a Takana der a rabbinic decree, then if we assume that those mitzvot that women are exempt from because they're time-bound, the Chachamim applied the mitzvah to them as well, then we would need to do that in all mitzvot, say Shazman Grama. Consequently, Rava says, Elamarava, Amalkra, Zaho, the Shamo, Kolshi, Yeschno, Bishmira, Yeschno, Bizhira. The Hane Nashe, who ill the Itnehu Bishmira, Itnehu, Bizhira comes, um, comes up uh, Rava says, that we do require a woman to recite Kiddush on the doraita level, because we equate Zachor and Shamor, and that is something that we've spoken about more than once, the relationship between the two mentions of Shabbat in Aseret HaDibrot, in Shemot, Zachor, in Dvarim, Shamor, says Rava, we equate, and this is the opinion of Ravada Adab, Rava, to equate the Zahor and Shamor. And therefore, consequently, anyone who is included in Shamor, and Shamor means to preserve, in other words, to refrain from doing melachot and things of that sort as well, then they are too included in the requirement of Zahor, of commemorating And as we've seen, Zachor, Kiddush. Consequently, the conclusion that a woman must fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush as well as a man. This equation of uh, the Zachor and Shamor is something that in some of the Midrashim, in the Psikta Zutra, and in the Yalkut Shimoni, receive an even stronger expression, where we find that Chazal there expressed themselves uh, in the terminology, echad ne'amu. zachor echad ne'amu. In other words, were said simultaneously. That which a human mouth cannot pronounce simultaneously two different words, and normally a human ear cannot receive simultaneously two different words, two different, words, two different uh, decrees was able to create a situation where zahar and shamar were said simultaneously but for our purposes so that we can express it and that we can hear it we divide it between the two Aseret dibrot here we take the idea of the equation of zahar and shamar to a higher level and we're saying that they're one and the same they're said at the same time consequently anyone who Yeshno yeshno b'skhira, anyone who's included in the chiyuv of shmira is included in nami zkhira. And women who are included in the shmira, as we've explained, are also included in the requirement of uh, zkhira. The Shulchan Aruch, in Siman Rasha, Alephs If Bet, concludes the Halacha, as would appear from Rava, Nashim Chayavot bekidush Af Al-Pishu Mitzvat Ase Asman Gama, Women are required to recite the Kidush, even though it is a Mitzvat Ase Asman Grama, a time-bound Mitzvah, Mishum De'Itkash Zachor L'Shamor, because we equate Zachor and Shemor, and women who are included in the Shamor because of the negative mitzvot, lotase, that are part of the Shamor, it's are included in the requirement of zkhira of commemorating the Shabbat, as we've explained, kiddush. And then he adds, umotziot teta nashim. They can be motzi men as well. And we'll return to that a little later. Since they are required to fulfill the mitzvah min ha-Torah as well as men. Namely, that women's status in Kiddush is equal to that of men's, and both are required min ha-Torah to recite Kiddush on Shabbat in reference to the requirement of women and the position of women in reference to Kiddush, uh, we find in the Achronim and some of the Rishonim uh, some discussion how far we can take this issue. As a whole, if a man were to make Kiddush and a woman was present and heard the Kiddush, the same as another man could be Yotzeh, could fulfill the requirement by hearing the Kiddush, so too could this woman fulfill her requirement. But we do find amongst the post scheme a discussion in an interesting case. What happens if a man uh, were to go and daven filat arvit before before reciting the Kiddush at home? And therefore, if we take into account what we saw in the Rambam on Kiddush, that the essence of Kiddush is the verbalization of Divrei Shevach and Kedusha of Shabbat, that he has seemingly fulfilled in his tfilah Therefore, he has fulfilled the Deoraita requirement of Tfilah, And now what has remained is the De'Rabbana, the rabbinic requirement that these Divrei Shevach the Kedush be recited with a cup of wine. And that is why he would recite the Kedush at the Meal. But what if his wife or some other woman in his household did not yet say tefillah? Here we would have an odd situation where seemingly the man is only required on the level of the to make kiddush while the woman has a level of dooraitah. And we know in other halachot that someone whose, whose level requirement is only the cannot be motzi, cannot fulfill the mitzvah or include in his bracha someone whose requirement is on a higher level, a doraita level. Consequently, there are those who are of the opinion that in a situation like this, it is preferable that the woman recite Kiddush than the man. Yet, we see that this is not necessarily done. And many of the achronim rejected this idea for several different reasons. One would be that we apply here a halacha of arvut, a halacha of mutual responsibility, in which we say that even a person who has fulfilled the mitzvah, as long as he is required to fulfill this mitzvah, even if he's practically done it, he can Bimotzi, he can fulfill the mitzvah for someone else. He can uh, do the action and be motzi someone else. This is found in reference to tkiat shofar. A person who's blown the shofar can blow shofar for someone else. Uh, a person who has recited kiddush can once again recite kiddush and uh, bimotzi others, namely arvut, a mutual responsibility, and consequently. Here, even though the man has fulfilled the doraita level, since he is part and parcel of those who are required me to make kiddush, he can fulfill the doraita for the woman as long as she listens and hears and answers amin. This is an answer that is dependent on an assumption that the concept of arvut, applies to women. And here we find differences of opinion amongst the Ahronim. We may elaborate on this a little later. But to say this answer, one would have to assume that the Halacha of Arvut applies to women as well as to men. If we were not to depend on the idea of Arvut, we might suggest another answer. And that is that in reality... Even the man has not yet fulfilled his d'oraita requirement. When one says the tfilah, he is usually saying it not in the mindset of fulfilling a mitzvah of kiddush, of being mekadesh the day, but fulfilling a mitzvah of tfilah. And here the question is, when one recites something, when one says something, and his mindset is for purpose X, can that recitation, can, that, can those words fulfill requirement Y? And here, one might argue that since the Kiddush of Shabbat mentioned in the Tfila was set, said in the category of Tfila and not in the mindset of Kiddush, it does not fulfill the requirement of Kiddush. Consequently, leaving the man with a De'oraita requirement to recite Kiddush as well as the woman who has not yet said tfila. Another possibility, which takes a bit of imagination, but is a possibility that is based on the opinion of Rabbi Akiva Eger, who feels that any mention of praise of Shabbat would fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush. And therefore, when one says Shabbat Shalom, for example, he has fulfilled the mitzvah of Kiddush. Furthermore, maybe when the woman says La Hadlik Ner Shel Shabbat, she consequently not only is saying a bracha of Ner Shabbat, but is fulfilling the Kiddush element Midoraita. Um this particular answer, again, requires a, an expansion of the idea of Kiddush. It does not definitely fulfill all the criteria and requirements as we spoke about in an earlier class of what uh, constitutes Kiddush according to the Rambam, Shevach Vekidush, But there is a certain side of praising Shabbat which might fulfill or might suffice for Kiddush, and therefore create a situation where both husband and wife have fulfilled their Doraita level, and the requirement of the Kiddush at the table would only be on a Derabbanan level. Another level of discussion would be the situation where a woman comes to be motzi to include a man in her Kiddush. As we saw previously in the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch openly says, That women can include and fulfill it for, uh, include the men in their Kiddush, and allow the men to fulfill Kiddush by hearing her Kiddush. The Bach argues with the Shulchan Aruch on this issue, and basically comes and says, that we should equate this to the halacha of Kriyat Megillah. And as the Shulchan Aruch himself is posach that a woman cannot be motzi, a man, through her reading of the Megillah, so too he should hold in reference to Kiddush. And it seems that the Bach's conclusion is that a woman cannot be motzi a man in Kiddush. Uh, Many of the Achronim uh, argued and disagreed with the Bach on this. Amongst them, the Magin Avraham and the Taz. And the Magin Avraham and the Taz argue on two different levels in reference to what the Bach said. One argument, that which is the Argument found in, primarily in the Taz is that the issue with Megillah is that it's said in public. In a public setting, there's an element of kvodat an element of tsniut, which prevents the proper fulfillment of the mitzvah by a woman for men. But in Kiddush, which is a more private setting, a home setting, then we would not have the same reservation as in reference to a, to, to Kriyat Megillah. And here, a woman could be Motsi, a man. The second argument, which is found in the um, Magin Avraham, argues that the reason a woman cannot be motzi, a man with her reading of the Megillah, has to do with at least a wariness of an opinion that says that her requirement in reference to Megillah is different than the requirement of a man. And there are opinions amongst the Rishonim, the Agonim, that a woman would say a bracha shmi'at megillah rather than kri'at megillah, reflecting a difference in essence of the mitzvah of megillah for men and women. Says the Magad that's true in reference to megillah. But in reference to Kiddush, the requirement and the essence of the mitzvah is the same for men and women. To recite divrei Kiddush the veKiddush of Shabbat, and therefore there is no reason to distinguish in any way between men and women. They are both equally required in the mitzvah. Consequently, a woman should be able to be motzi a man as well. Um, in reference to the argument of Tsniut, uh, here it's very much a question of where do you draw the lines in reference to uh, Tsniut, and in truth we find that the Mishnah Mishnabura, who as a whole, in principle, embraces the opinion of the Taz, the Magan the Grah, that support the Shulchan Aruch, that women can be Motsi men, adds, in the end of uh, Sif Katan Daled, Siman Reish Ein Aleph Sif Katan daled, milta. says that a woman should not recite uh, Kiddush when people who are not family members are present because there's an element of Zila Milta. There's a certain cheapness, a certain fault in the level of tsniut as such. Here we see a clear reflection that in principle he agrees that there is a difference between the public reading of Megillah and the private recitation of Kiddush at home. And yet he seems to have a certain reservation so that the borders aren't very clear. And it could be that the Bach is simply more stringent and says wherever there might be this slightest issue of Tzayot, we should refrain from having a woman recite Kiddush for men. As for the argument found in the Magen of the essence of the Kiddush, here um, it might be that the Bach is wary of a possibility that since we are talking about Kiddush al-Hakos, this is only a Kiddush Dora Banan, and that the equation of men and women, in the Zohar V'Shamar, refers to a place where it's a mitzvah Oraita. But on the level of the Rabbanan, here we would not equate them. Consequently, a woman's position in reference to this Kiddush was different, and therefore, one should refrain from having a woman recite uh, Kiddush for uh, the men. That might be the position that the Bach takes in his reservation. Lahalakha um, we definitely find that uh, the Shulchan Aruch holds that women can recite. Most of the Achronim embrace the position of the uh, Shulchan Aruch, and therefore it would seem that this is an acceptable kind of behavior. Another issue that comes up in reference to Kiddush is a discussion in reference to the Kiddush in the morning. The Kiddush in the morning is clearly seen as a Kiddush De-Rabbanan, Mid-Rabbanan. And here we find that the Maharam Chalava in Psachim is of the opinion that since it's the Rabbanan, women are not required to make Kiddush in the morning. And his explanation touches what we mentioned previously, that the equation of Zohar and Shamor is something that applies to Mitzvot Deoraita, but The Darabbanan was not included in this equation of Zahor v'Shamor. Others disagree with the Maram Chalava. It seems that the Ran would view things differently. And when we were to argue with the Maram Chalava, we can come and argue on two different levels. One might be that the Takana de rabbanan is based on the base on an idea of called the tikkun rabbanan kein do tikkun. When chachamim come and make a takana, especially a takana that is inclusive in reference to a mitzvah that already exists midoraita, such as here, an extension of the issue of kiddush. Here we could say that chachamim when they decreed it, they decreed it to have the same rules and principles as the Doraita, And therefore, whoever is required to fulfill the mitzvah Doraita would be required to fulfill the mitzvah De'oraita. Another approach might be to say that <clears throat> from the point of view of Zohar V'Shamar, Koshi Yeshno B'Shmira Yeshno b'shira, really does not apply to De'oraita. But we could apply a different principle in reference to mitzvot Aseid the Rabbanon, one of afhein hayu that in mitzvot where we are commemorating or relating to a, a nace that occurred, and if that nace applied or maybe was in schud sometimes of a woman, then the Men are required, excuse me, the women are required to fulfill the mitzvah as well as men. Here, in reference to Kiddush, we spoke of the fact that Kiddush comes with a dialectic approach. There is a commemoration of Maaseh Bereshit, but in our Kiddush we also say, Ki hu yom kodesh, zecher litziat mitzrayim. There's an element in the Kiddush that is a Zecher L'Yetziat Mitzrayim. If there's a commemoration of Yitziat Mitzrayim, that is a miracle that applied in reference to women as well as men. And therefore, one could argue that the D'Rabbanan of Kiddush is a durabanan for which the principle of Af-Henayu applies, and women would be required to fulfill this Mitzvah as well. This leads us, actually, to the discussion, in the broad sense, of the other mitzvot say, kavod, oneg, se'udot uh, of Shabbat. And here we find, again, this dispute, this discussion, um, where it's accepted that women are required to eat the meals of Shabbat and have Lechem but we find that Rabbeinu Tam explains it on the basis of Hayub the three meals, the Lecha Mishnah, um, are a certain commemoration of the man which was given to Amisrael in the desert. And therefore there's an element of Afhein Hayub Otohanes comes around and says, Why do you have to go to this far fetched issue of Afhein you could argue better that koshi yeshno yeshno And maybe we can take this further if we go back to our original class, in which we spoke about the idea of kavod ve oneg being a, a form of fulfilling the shamor. And here we would say koshi yeshno, yeshna namely in the lotase element of Shamor, would definitely be in the rest of the Shamur. What is the rest of the Shamor is Kavod Ve'oneg. So even if we wanted to argue that in reference to a mitzvah derabanan of Kiddush, here the equation of Zachor and Shamor would not be effective, but kavod ve'oneg, things that are part of kavod ve'oneg are part and parcel of shamor. And here one could argue, how could we differentiate between element A and element B of shamor? If a woman is mechuyav b'shamor, and that seems to be something that the Gemara takes as a given, so shamor includes the lotase ta'asei melacha, And shamor includes the preservation of Shabbat through kavod Oneg, And consequently, a woman would be required to, uh, to eat meals of Shabbat, fulfill kavod Shabbat and oneg Shabbat, as well as men. And finally, in reference to lighting candles, here again we could argue that lighting candles, as we saw, might be part of either kavod or oneg, or both. And therefore, the argument of koshi yeshna below ta'aseh of shamor, yeshna baasev shamor, anyone who is included in the prohibition of shamor is included also in the Asse, the positive aspect of shamor would apply. Or we could come with a different argument which is specific to Hadlakat nerot, as we spoke about last time, that in reference at least to women, in Hadlakat Niro, there is an element of Tikkun Chait that a woman is meant to light the candles to fix or correct that which was, which occurred with the Chait of eating from etzadat, which was created by woman, and the woman Chava therefore created or brought about the issue of death. He nehro Olam, therefore she's required to be Madlik. And therefore, it could be that Hadlaqat Ne'er would have nothing to do with the broader discussion of Mitzvot say of Shabbat, but would be a specific element, a specific act that a woman would be expected to do as a form of retribution for uh, what Chava did in Gan And consequently, with the different arguments, one can more or less uh, justify a requirement for women on an equal level to men in all areas of mitzvot ase'i shel Shabbat.